Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sorry, that would, that's for a Democrat show. Let me know when you're right. Was an extremely great conservative commentator. We're tearing it up on Wednesday night. This is awesome. This will allow me to record. Well, this is Jersey Joe for uh, the Reverb Comic Sense show. I'm on shrmedia.com. Actually, I just totally screwed up. This show contains language that some viewers may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. And now on to the show. And welcome to the Reverb Common Sense Show. I am your host, Jersey Joe, and I'm here to make sense out of the senseless. The Jersey Takeover is here. We have expanded to two hours every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want to watch the show, well, you got to go to Facebook. Only place you're going to see the show. Um, YouTube's being a little bitch and, um, has suspended our account. I, I, I still don't understand it. I was just playing the, um, State of the Union address. And I was using a C-SPAN's stream. Said it was C-SPAN. The next thing I know, I look at a report. Because I got shut down. And um, CNN had put in a, 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 a copyright claim in. Claim in. Like, what the? F- I wasn't even using CNN. It says right on the screen, C-SPAN. So anyways, they suspended the SHR account, which I feel really shitty that it happened underneath my watch. So Sean, Clint, and everybody else at SHR Media, my apologies. If I known there was going to be an issue, and C-SPAN, I think C-SPAN, or excuse me, CNN, was just running around, any conservatives that were streaming the um, POTUS's uh, State of the Union, they were putting um, claims in on it. And I could see C-SPAN doing that to shut down the message, because they knew how popular it was going to be. Diddly, diddly, fuck CNN. Conservatives, I mean, conservatives keep getting fucked with. Do you know what? Do you know what happens when you keep poking a bear? Yeah. Democrats got lots to worry about. I know, uh, the liberal media, CNN, and all them, um, they're trying to downplay it. But a certain memo dropped today. We're going to get to that memo later. 
going to go over some other news that happened. And I hate to say it, I'm so giddy for when the show ends. Not because of the show, but because my lathe came in. I got a lathe. I, I, I get the lathe thing. Carve, destroy, create. So that just came in. I got to go play with it after the show. It'll be 11 o'clock at night, and I'll be going out there to play with a lathe. Oh, I don't know. And I know I haven't been on for two nights. Um, these meds. These meds are yeah, messing me up. And now they went and put me on high blood pressure medicine. hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I get all lightheaded and shit. I was like, no, doc, no, 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 no. He's like, yep, I'm like, no. Oh. You know, I was told if I quit smoking, I would get healthier. That's a bunch of bullshit. I quit smoking. And now I'm taking high blood pressure medication, cholesterol medication. Didn't need any of that stuff before. Now I need it. Smoking was keeping me calm for my blood pressure going up. <sighs> Smoking had me eating less. Not that I eat much. <laughs> I eat dinner. Wait, wait, let's start off. I wake up in the morning. Depending on when I get up, if it's a weekend or not. I'll usually go during the weekdays. I'll go to pick up my daughter from school. Um, actually, when I wake up, I have an iced tea sitting next to my bed. I have iced tea with me all the time around the house. But then when we when I leave, I'll stop at Wawa, not every day, and get a, a large ginger ale fountain drink. Damn, I got shit in my eye. Still got wood. Um, so I'll get the 44-ounce ginger ale and a soft pretzel. I'll have that, go get my daughter, come back home. Um, nowadays, I'll be working in the garage till about 7 o'clock, almost. Dinner time. Whatever my wife cooks, that's all I eat. And I might have dessert. Some days I do. Some days I don't. That's my. That's all I eat all day. And I can't wait. How? I'm not eating anything. So probably hear me bitch soon because I got to go back to my doctor. I'm going to ask him how long I can go on a liquid diet for. Oh, I want this weight dropped. I want it dropped. I hate it. It's causing more pains with my injuries. Um, if I drop something, I'm kind of screwed because my back's already messed up. And the fat gut gets in the way and makes it even worse. Between having to yawn and got a piece of... 
sawdust or something in my eye. Thank you, goddamn fucking joy. It's driving me up a wall. So, that said. Oh, there's a poll out, a new poll that came out after. No, I think it, it came out after Trump's State of the Union address, but was conducted before. And an article, uh, it's a Mammoth University poll released Wednesday, showed Democrats with only a negligible edge over Republicans for November's congressional election. This is a generic ballot that they give out for 2018. The poll conducted over three days, almost entirely before President Donald Trump's well-received State of the Union address. He said, like, he got 71, 71% approval rating for his speech. People are starting to see the, going to start seeing the tax uh, break and seeing more money in their checks. More people by the day are realizing it and going, oh, shit. <laughs> Let's, yeah, Trump's not lying. Um, All right, so this, after the well-received union address, shows 47% of respondents saying they would vote for a generic congressional Democrat compared to the 45% for a generic Republican. Well within the polls, 3.5% margin of error. This figure is a massive shift from earlier polls showing double-digit leads for the Democrats and fueling pundits talk of a blue wave that could sweep the Republicans from power. The same polling agency, the Mammoth University Polling Institute, found yeah, a 15-point generic Democrat advantage using the same question only last month. Patrick Murray, who's the director, gave some context. Noting generic polls volatility, but he confirms that the figures, coupled with the same polls findings of growing support for the tax cut the GOP passed with no Democrat support, spells trouble for proponents of the blue wave theory. The generic congressional ballot is prone to be bouncing around a bit until the campaign really gets underway later this year. But Democrats who counted on riding public hostility towards the tax bill to retake the House may have to rethink that strategy, he said. (laughs) The poll also shows a dramatic increase from 24 to 37% of respondents who think America is heading in the right direction in the last month. Approval of Donald Trump's job performance also improved, marching um, Mama's estimate from late August at 42%. While respondents who thought Trump needed to be impeached or compelled to leave office dropped 3% from July to 38%. Uh, Democratic overperformance in special elections, the loss of promising candidates, and a wave of retirement among congressional Republicans in the last few months has played into a narrative of growing Democratic wave election come November. Wednesday month poll, however, follows a series of dramatically narrowing numbers for 2018 over the last two weeks. 
it is the clearest indication that the blue wave is not a foregone conclusion. Listen. Yes, we have a lot of guys retiring. Swamp dwellers, mostly. Well, the one that is upset me is Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy wants to go back. He wants to go back to the days of being a lawyer. He likes being a lawyer. And honestly, I could see him stepping down from the Senate. Is he Senate? No, House, sorry. And because he said he's done with politics. SCOTUS. AG, maybe. I don't know. Could it be? I don't know. Hold on one second. Like I said, my health hasn't been that great lately. It really hasn't. And I mean that not I'm not dying or anything, but oh been sick. My wife's getting sick, and it seems like we're passing it around to each other. Getting new meds that just kicking my ass. <clears throat> Old meds, milligrams put turned up a little. I think the biggest one I went from baclofen, which technically is used for seizures. But they found it has. Uh, it's a good uh, muscle. Uh, it, it's used for neurological, or not neurological, um, nerve damage that causes muscle spasms and so forth. It helped. I started to get used to it. So I was like, can we just up some of my prescriptions? And I've been on them for two, three years now. And she's like, yeah, sure. Uh-oh, we already have you maxed out. She's going through the list of stuff. I was like, well, I was on Flexerol before and it helped. Oh, you want to go back there? Okay, yeah. So I've been taking Flexerol. I take that several times a day. And that's kicking my ass. Never did before. Now it is. I've been on it for, I think, about a month or so. So I'm starting to get over that, you know, get knocked out. So hopefully the cold weather. I know the little groundhog said we got six more weeks of winter. But I'm here in Florida, and all I care about is that some of these high-pressure waves stays the hell up north. Even low pressure. It won't mess with me. Just, just I like my calm weather. But yeah, when storms, and we've had a couple of rainstorms come in, which is not normal for this time of year. So it's had me in pain. The cold weather is kicking my ass. And I'm not trying to whine and cry for sympathy. I don't want that. I'm just explaining to everybody why sometimes my show is not on and why, why it's a hit or miss sometime. And hopefully when the weather straightens out, and my man straight now, which seems good. I'll be back to the normal schedule. And I do appreciate Sackhead Sean and Sackhead Clint. I really do. I appreciate all the listeners. Dave, what's going on? 
I was just giving an, uh, an apology about my health causing me to be off air for a couple days. Oh. So, it, what we're going to be doing, again, um, got a little off track. Um, going over some information, news articles, and then later I am going to hit the memo. And I, I, I want to hit it hard because this memo... I I just couldn't believe if I wasn't doing this show and I heard about this memo, it would have hit me like a ton of bricks. But because I was kind of prepared, it didn't hit me with a ton of bricks. But finding out some of the stuff that's in that memo just has me almost speechless. It's sickening what the Democratic Party is willing to do to stay in power. It's... I don't even have a word for right now, so we're going to get to it later. Uh, I want to try to get this other um, article in. There is a senator, a Democratic senator from Oregon, Ron Wyden. Well, he made a threat Wednesday. And this, to me, is a threat in the, well, some law enforcement agencies should be looking into it. He threatened Wednesday to release sensitive and classified information if the House Intelligence Committee majority memo is released to the public as it was today. So this was before it was released. And quote, if this memo comes out, I have a long list of less sensitive but still classified information that Americans deserve to see, he tweeted to his followers. Uh, Wyden spoke to Keith Chu, disputed. Wait a minute. Uh, Wyden's spokesman, Keith Chu, disputed the Oregon's Democrat was threatening to release anything, telling the Daily Caller in an email statement, You've misread Senator Wyden's. Sorry. Uh, Senator Wyden's. Um, tech. Tweet. Um, no, I haven't misread it. He threatened to throw a hissy fit and start exposing top secret information and instead of going the proper channels, he's threatening to start exposing top secret information. Yeah, exactly. If you do stuff, I'm going to break the law, then I'm going to stomp my feet and... They're acting like children. I've heard so many excuses about today's memo from the uh, liberal media and liberals, ranging from this is an outright lie to this is nothing to this is uh, top secret information that's going to destroy our intelligence. And it's funny. It's all coming from Democrats, and it's conflicting. My question was Schumer came out and said this is – he didn't today. The other day he said this is all salacious lies. This is nothing. This is to help Trump. This is the block, Mueller, all this other crap. Well, I got a question. If it's fake, false lies, then you didn't have to worry about the top secret classification. We don't classify lies. Well, we also don't go in front of judges and lie to a judge like that. And that is what I want to see what happens because I'll break it out a little early. 
Attorney General Jeff Sessions has forwarded the memo and anything with that to agents to open a case. So he opening a case on all of this right now. Those agents, all of them, lawyers that went forth before a judge and lied. And when we go over the memo, it names names on it. All of them can be looking at a prison time. And we'll get on with more. You're listening to the Reaver of Common Sense right here on SHR Media and High Plain Pundit Radio. And we will be right back. Listening to the SHR Media Network. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Good evening. Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is featured on the SHR Media Network every Tuesday and Thursday night for two hours at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Pacific. Whilst manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists, BZ continues to radically change the world of leftists, one diaper at a time. Stop balancing your checkbooks. Stop cleaning your fish tanks. The bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is your magnet for truth, justice, obesity, a darkened studio, and late-night freedom. No United States of America freedoms were abridged in the making of this ad. Human by race. Christian by faith. American by nationality and conservative by choice. Reverend Ralph J. Chittam Sr. is the right guy on SHR Media from 8.05 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. And if on the rare occasion I am ever wrong, I will still always be right. The right guy on SHR Media. In a world controlled by corrupt politicians, a team of ordinary men emerge from the ashes to give voice to the voiceless, hope to the hopeless, clues to the clueless. Sackheads Sean, Sackheads Clint, and Sackheads BZ. The Sackheads Radio Show, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern on shrmedia.com. Watch on YouTube, Facebook, and the High Plains Pundit Network. The best in late-night conservative talk. The Sackheads Radio Show. Only on the SHR Media Network. Right, I'll say it again. Some of the best A-roll is going to be people. Like, like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? The last word you gave me was like a couple seconds. Dude, I'm a fucking artist. I can't just come up with this shit off the top of my head. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Hey, hey, good point. Exactly right. Hey, this is Michael Wright. And I'm Shannon Wright. Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike, Monday through Thursday, from 7 to 9 a.m., right here on SHR Media. Why are they joining us? For fun things like sports, politics. Oh, maybe some news and entertainment? And all kinds of other things. Money and recipes and events, all kinds of stuff. 
Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on shrmedia.com. When dirty politicians, shadow governments, and deceptive Islam blind the world with fake stream media smoke, their only fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through shrmedia.com, highplainstalkradio.com, and the Western Free Radio Network at Spreaker, YouTube, and iTunes for a different perspective weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. This is Sam on SHR Media. You can listen to my new show starting on Tuesdays in January. Get my perspective on national politics, a conservative's perspective on California politics, the latest in the war on terror, all of that and a lot more here on Tuesdays at SHR Media. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Sam underscore SHR Media. Beware, the Jersey Takeover is here. Every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch Reaver Common Sense Show hosted by Jersey Joe right here on shrmedia.com. Only Jersey can deliver hell like no one else. So consider this a fair warning. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint, and I'm um, with Sackhead Sean, Sackhead BZ. No communists allowed on the SHR Media Network. Damn straight, mister. Back to the show. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. You're listening to the Reaver of Common Sense here on the SHR Media Network. Hey, Sean, you ever see a one-eared elephant? No. <laughs> Check this out. Oh, that's so tiny. <laughs> this show contains language that some viewers may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. And now on to the show. And welcome back to the Reaver of Common Sense where my hands are all oily. Oh, as a lot of people know, and I don't know, I've mentioned a little, I'm doing cutting boards and all that. Well, when you do a cutting board to condition it, you don't put um, a sealant on it. You just soak it with mineral oil. Mineral oil is ingestible. And it, conditions the wood seals the helps seal the wood and you got to do several times according how you do it so i just had my daughter doing it and i had gotten oil all over my hands which got trapped in my rings so when i just sat down all my rings were like shooting off oh dave it is they only care and dave the Unpleasant Blind Guys in chat room. And if you go to chat room, you can join the discussion. Just go to SHR Media, click the um, Listen Live Now, or it's something similar to that. Um, he asked, well, since when did Democrats, Democrats give a rat's ass about our national security? They don't, but they love to placate it. Just like they're worried about the debt of building a wall or the tax break or any infrastructure bill. You know, there was no worry about debt underneath Obama. Hell, there was no worry about the infrastructure bill that got passed under Obama that never got worked on, that the money disappeared on. Eh, they don't worry about that one there. Yeah, we can let that go, can't we? Yeah. Shit. 
They don't care unless it's something that they can use in the media. And this is not going, none of this is going to hurt our intel. This is basically four people took it upon themselves to try to overthrow our election. We don't have to go to Russia. We don't even have to go out of this country. The traitors were in this country, highly elected, well, not elected, appointed. Some were hired, and they were placed in positions by Obama. And they were there to remove Trump. They were there trying to stop Trump. And in the case he got in, the insurance policy, they were going to throw a coup and get Trump removed. You know what it's called? When it fit, because most of them think that it's a revolution that they're a part of. There's a fine line between revolution and treason. And I, I wonder if anybody can tell me the difference between a revolution and treason. But I will tell you guys, very easy. A revolution is successful. Treasons are failures. And hopefully everybody understands that because sometimes I say things that people go, what the fuck is going on in your head? A revolution, you've won that battle to overthrow the previous government for whatever reason. That is a revolution. Traitors are the ones that fail to overthrow the current government. And they failed. Their battle to overturn our election. We didn't have to go to Russia. That's the funny part. Because they colluded with Russia. We didn't. And I had left talking about Senator Wyden's tweet, Whiting is pledging to ramp up his 17-year fight to stop government from abusing the classification system through secret law. It, 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 it's... And that was his lawyer. And that wasn't his tweet. He got pissed that the Democrats are going to get exposed for who they really are. They're pissed that they don't get, the Democrats don't get to write up their own little memo and have it put out there. They want to write their own memo and contradiction. That's like you're charging a criminal for whatever crime and he gets to write his own evidence. No. It's not the way it works. Democrat Party just got caught with its hand in the cookie jar. Well, they got caught a while ago, but there's proof now being handed over by the government to us. And why didn't throwing a hissy fit? And there's more to come than this, just this little memo. I've been hearing several sources saying this is just the beginning.
shit. All I got to say is if this is the beginning, and they're saying little, holy shit what they have coming out. Because this was a bomb dropped. That's how big this memo is. And if you haven't read it, I will be reading it soon. Anyway, let's get to that portion of it. Let's just jump ahead. All right. Da-da-da. I'll get back to Pelosi. Um, shit. Let me hit this real quick. Pelosi acknowledges people are angry over Crumb's comment. So sad. So said it again. This will be the third time. She admits. She knows people are mad for her. The workers' bonus of $1,000 is crumbs. It's nothing. As she says it with her nose up in the air, because to her, $1,000 is nothing to throw around. To everyday Americans like me, $1,000 is a lot. $1,000 is my mortgage payment. You know, it's something. And she gets caught. And what does she do? She repeats it. It comes out again. She, I know people are mad at me, but it's it's crumbs. It's nothing. It's like this lady has lost her mind. She's going out on a limb, and she's wound up in cuckoo town. I, 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 hey, you know what? She can keep going out making these comments because every time she does it, the only thing it does is piss people off and turn them off from the Democrat Party. And I love tr- Trump has caused such a craziness in the Democrat Party that they're exposing themselves for what they really are. Elitist, power-hungry snobs. that don't want rule of law to affect them. Trump is exposing the corruption, the vile thinking, just everything bad about Washington without doing much. Just being himself throws the Democrats into such a tizzy, they stupidly expose what everything Are they that dumb? Really? I, I, I just... It makes you wonder. So, alright, let's... Let's get to this memo. Damn, my hands are still got grease on them. Alright. There's a letter from the White House showing that it proves that it's signing off. I'm not going to read that. Okay? We're not going to get into that portion. Because that, you can read your own. 
Unclassified. Two HPSCI majority members from HPSCI majority staff. Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act abuses at the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau Investigation. Uh, purpose. This memorandum proves members an update on significant facts relating to the committee's ongoing investigation into DOJ and FBI and their use of the FISA during the 2016 presidential election cycle. Our findings, which are detailed below, one, raise concerns with the legitimacy and legality of certain DOJ and FBI interaction with FISA courts. Two, represents a troubling breakdown of legal process established to protect the American people from abuse related to FISA process. Investigation update. Hang on. On October 21st, 2016, DOJ and FBI sought and received a FISA probable cause order, not under Title VII, which what what is that? Twelve. Authorizing electronic surveillance on Carter Page from the FISA. Page is a U.S. citizen who served as a volunteer advisor to the Trump's presidential campaign. Welcome back, Dave. I'm just right now going over the memo. Consistent with requirements under FISA, the application had to be first certified by the director or deputy director of the FBI. It then required the approval of the attorney general, deputy attorney general, or the Senate-confirmed assistant attorney general for the National Security Division. The FBI and DOJ obtained one initial FISA warrant targeting Carter Page and three FISA renewals from the FISA. As required by statute, 50 UCS 1805 D1, a FISA order on an American citizen must be renewed by the FISA every 90 days and each each renewal requires a separate finding of probable cause. Then Director James Comey signed three FISA applications in question on behalf of the FBI and Deputy Director Andrew McCabe signed one. Then Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates was then acting then acting uh, Deputy Attorney General Dana Bodie and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein each signed one or more FISA application on behalf of DOJ. So real quick, you have James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Sally Yates, and it's Dana, can't pronounce, whatever her last name is, signing a false affidavit 
for a FISA application. They're signing it with false information, knowing it's false, or at least at that time they knew it was unverified information. Due to the sensitive nature of foreign intelligence activities, FISA emissions include renewals before the FISA court are classified. As such, the public's confidence and the integrity of the FISA process demands the court's ability to hold the government to the highest standard, particularly as it relates to surveillance of American citizens. However, the FISA's rigor in protecting the rights of Americans, which is reinforced by 90-day renewal of surveillance orders, is necessarily dependent on the government's production to the courts of all material and relevant fact. This should include information potentially favorable to the target of the FISA, application that is known by the government. In case of Carter Page, the government had at least four independent opportunities before the FISA court to accurately provide an accounting of the relevant facts. However, our findings indicate that, as described below, material and relative information was omitted. And those were the dossier compiled by Christopher Steele on behalf of the DNC and Hillary Clinton formed an essential part of the Carter Page FISA application. Steele was a longtime FBI source who was paid over 160000 by the DNC and Clinton campaign via the law firm Perkins, uh, C-O-I-E, and research firm FISA GPS to obtain derogatory information on Donald Trump's ties to Russia. Neither the initial application in October 2016 nor any of the renewals disclose or reference the role of the DNC or Clinton's campaign or any party slash campaign in funding Steele's effort, even though the political origins of the Steele dossier were then known to senior DOJ and FBI officials. The initial FISA application notes Steele was working for a named U.S. person but does not name Fusion GPS and Principal Glenn Simpson, who was paid by a U.S. law firm, Perkins, representing the DNC, even though it was known by DOJ at the time that political actors were involved with Steele dossier. The application does not mention Steele was ultimately working on behalf of and paid by the DNC and Clinton campaign. Or that the FBI had separately authorized payments to steal for the same information. So what do we got just on this first one? We now know. We now definitely know. DNC paid money. Hillary Clinton paid money. And they're one and the same. If you remember Donna Brazil. Exposed. That Hillary Clinton was put in charge of the DNC when she became the candidate to run. She controlled the finances. Why? Because she was putting all the money in it. They were broke. And she was funding the DNC. And they're broke now. 
she was funding the DNC with her money, and she was spending it. So she spent through the Hillary Clinton campaign, and she spent through DNC to pay for a dossier to be created. We know that the FISA courts never informed, were informed where this came from. Knowing that it was coming and paid for by the DNC, by opposing political party, it was put together as opposition research, FISA court would have turned this down as evidence. They withheld a lot of information, and everybody could put their heads together on why. Listen, I'm overdue for a break. You're listening to the Reaver of Common Sense right here on HP Pundit and SHR Media. And we will be right back. Listening to the SHR Media Network. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Good evening. Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is featured on the SHR Media Network every Tuesday and Thursday night for two hours at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Pacific. Whilst manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists, BZ continues to radically change the world of leftists, one diaper at a time. Stop balancing your checkbooks. Stop cleaning your fish tanks. The Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is your magnet for truth, justice, obesity, a darkened studio, and late-night freedom. No United States of America freedoms were abridged in the making of this ad. Human by race. Christian by faith. American by nationality and conservative by choice. Reverend Ralph J. Chittam Sr. is the right guy on SHR Media from 8.05 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. And if on the rare occasion I am ever wrong, I will still always be right. The right guy on SHR Media. In a world controlled by corrupt politicians, a team of ordinary men emerge from the ashes to give voice to the voiceless, hope to the hopeless, clues to the clueless. Sackheads Sean, Sackheads Clint, and Sackheads BZ. The Sackheads Radio Show, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern on shrmedia.com. Watch on YouTube, Facebook, and the High Plains Pundit Network. The best in late-night conservative talk. The Sackheads Radio Show. Only on the SHR Media Network. Right, I'll tell you. Some, some of the best payroll is going to be people. Like, like, what are you talking about? Dude, I'm a freaking artist. I can't just come up with this shit off the top of my head. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Hey, hey, good point. Exactly right. Hey, this is Michael Wright. And I'm Shannon Wright. 
Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike, Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media. Why are they joining us? For fun things like sports, politics. Oh, maybe some news and entertainment? And all kinds of other things. Money and recipes and events, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on SHRmedia.com. When dirty politicians, shadow governments, and deceptive Islam blind the world with fake stream media smoke, their only fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through shrmedia.com, highplainstalkradio.com, and the Western Free Radio Network at Spreaker, YouTube, and iTunes for a different perspective weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. This is Sam on SHR Media. You can listen to my new show starting on Tuesdays in January. Get my perspective on national politics, a conservative's perspective on California politics, the latest in the war on terror, all of that and a lot more here on Tuesdays at SHR Media. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Sam underscore SHR Media. Beware, the Jersey Takeover is here. Every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch River Common Sense Show hosted by Jersey Joe right here on shrmedia.com. Only Jersey can deliver hell like no one else. So consider this a fair warning. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint, and I'm um, with Sackhead Sean, Sackhead DZ. No communists allowed on the SHR Media Network. Damn straight, mister. Back to the show. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. You're listening to the Reaver of Common Sense here on the SHR Media Network. Hey, Sean, you ever see a one-eared elephant? No. <laughs> Check this out. Oh, that's so tiny. <laughs> this show contains language that some viewers may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. And now on to the show. And welcome back to the Reverb Common Sense. I am your host. Let's see, where did I end off? We got talking about this uh, dossier. Pulling it back up. Damn, I tapped the blue little song. All right. So, um, we know a multiple of things right now. And we also know that the FISA applicant application notes still was working for a named U.S. person but does not name Fusion GPS or Glenn Simpson. All right, we'll go on to number two. The Carter Page FISA application also cited extensively a September 23rd, 2016 Yahoo News article by Michael Eisenkopf. which focuses on Page's July 2016 trip to Moscow. But this article does not corroborate the Steele dossier because it is derived from information leaked by Steele himself to Yahoo News. Steele leaked information to Yahoo News and then used it to support his piece. And it was used 
that uh, uh, leaked information was used also as evidence from Steele for the FISA application. The Page FISA application incorrectly assesses that Steele did not directly provide information to Yahoo News. Steele has admitted in British court filings that he met with Yahoo News and several other outlets in September of 2016 at the direction of Fusion GPS. Now, the law firm Perkins was unaware of Steele's initial media contact because they hosted at least one meeting in Washington, D.C. in 2016 with Steele and Fusion GPS where this matter was discussed. Sorry, not feeling good lately. And these meds, mouth goes dry easy. And yes, Dave, you're right. Yahoo News, where you go for totally non-biased journalism. And yes, we need to get the British courts. Dave's making a lot of great points right there. Need to get the British court documents. Um, Steele was suspended and then terminated as an FBI source for what the FBI describes as the most serious of violations, an unauthorized disclosure to the media of his relationship with the FBI in an October 30, 2016 Mother Jones article by David Korn. Steele should have been terminated for his previous undisclosed contacts with Yahoo and others, uh, other outlets in September before the page application was submitted to the FISA in October. But Steele improperly concealed from and lied to the FBI about those contacts. Steele's numerous encounters with the media violated the cardinal rule of source handling, maintaining confidentiality, and demonstrated that Steele had become a less-than-reliable source for the FBI. Wait a minute, I'm trying to get back to where... Well, he did a article... He did an undisclosed, um, wait a minute. Stone was suspended and then terminated as an FBI source for what the FBI defines as its most serious violation, an unauthorized disclosure to the media of his relationship with the FBI. I think he did an article in October 30, 2016, Mother Jones, where he revealed that he was working for the FBI. When the FBI found out that he revealed to a uh, media source, they fired him over it. You know, I could see this Christopher Steele, the way everything's talked about him. Oh, what was that? Um, Shit. Hang on. I got to look this up because everybody, once I say it, it'll make sense. One second. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. True Lies. If you've seen True Lies, there was one 
And it was, um, shit, the actor just died, too. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton played this guy. And he tricks Arnold's character's wife to try to sleep with him. And he goes around talking about how he's a secret agent. And he's on this secret mission and all that. And the whole time, he's nothing more than a used car salesman. That's what Christopher Steele reminds me of when I sit here and read these uh, articles and read this memo. It reminds me of Bill Paxton in True Lies, the used car salesman. And I could see Bill or, um, Christopher Steele on the edge of a dam and peeing himself, pissing himself, like Bill Paxton did in the movie. And if you, you've seen the movie, you, I'm sure everybody knows which character I'm talking about in it. And that's what I picture every time I talk about Steele. Because he always runs around bragging about being this informant. And he was a spy for Britain. Where his specialty was Russia. I mean, Britain really needs to look into this guy and see if he sold information to Russia. It sounds like, I mean, he knew who to go to to have Russia write some op pieces against Donald Trump. So it's something's a little, this guy, something about him just, he sounds like a used car salesman. But before and after Steele was terminated as a source, he made contact with the DOJ via then Associate Deputy Attorney General Bruce, excuse me, Deputy Attorney General Bruce Orr, a senior DOJ official who worked closely with Deputy Attorney General Yates and later Rosenstein. Shortly after the election, the FBI began interviewing Orr, documenting his communications with Steele. For example, in 20, September 2016, Steele admitted to Orr his feelings against then-candidate Trump when Steele said he was desperate that Donald Trump not get elected and was passionate about him not being president. This clear evidence of Steele's bias was recorded by Orr at the time and subsequently in official FBI files, but not reflected in any of the pages of FISA application. Yeah, Orr is another piece piece of shit. His wife got hired to work with Fusion GPS when they got hired to do the anti-Trump. And of course, Orr and his wife worked very closely together. No conflict there. Which, it goes on to the next section, A. During this same time period, Orr's wife was employed by Fusion GPS to assist in the cultivation of opposition research on Trump. Orr later provided the FBI with all his wife's opposition research, paid for by the DNC and Clinton campaign, via Fusion GPS, the Aura's relationship with Steele and Fusion GPS was inexplicably concealed from the FISA courts. 
I mean, this is naming names, and you wonder why McCabe already put in his resignation to leave. And I think you're going to see a shitload of resignations coming with the other names that pop up in this memo. And like I said, from the little birdies I'm hearing, this is a drop in the bucket compared to what they have to come. And everything is going to start falling from this. There's going to be more things happening, more information coming out. And I've heard that from several sources. This is just the beginning. Maybe Trump is keeping another and a long line of campaign promises. I said it would not. it's going to take more than six months. It's going to take more than a year. It's going to take more than four years to clean that swamp. But we're getting a very good start, I think. Trump is starting to clean the swamp. And just look at these pe- these uh, politicians that are going, I'm not running for office again. I'm done. I re- I, I'm retiring. There's a host of them piling up. And not all of them are for that reason. But a lot of them are that. You have Jeff Flake. You want to know why he's not running again? Because his approval numbers are in single digits. In his own area. He's got a single digit approval rating. He would never win in a primary. Um, I think people... I don't know what Dan said, but I don't think um, he's wrong. I think there's going to be some people put in jail. They lied to a federal court. They outright lied to a federal court. And you swear that the stuff that you're giving is the truth and the whole truth. And they didn't. They outright lied to the FISA courts. And I heard that's like 10 years per count. So there's a host of people looking at going to jail. And what's going to happen when that starts to happen? People are going to start turning on each other. Do I think Hillary's going to go to jail over this? No. Do I think some of the big names? No. Comey? Possibly. Yates? Possibly. Bruce Orr? I don't know. There's a host of names that are linked to this that could go to jail, and I think they can. I think as more of this information comes out, I think the Democrat Party is going to be in more trouble, get damaged more than it already is, and it's bad. The Democrat Party, I, I think their main problem right now is, number one, they don't have, they don't know what their party's about. The only thing they know is Trump bad. That's it. They also are starting to believe their own rhetoric. Starting to believe that they are popular and the majority of the country does want them to fight. Because more and more people I talk to and I'm hearing people that are slash were Democrats saying the party is not what it used to be and the party is just anti-Trump. They're not doing anything to help them. Whereas the Republicans, you know, we got a tax cut coming in. You know, and more people are realizing the how much the media lied to them about that tax cut. 
And that's the problem. What was the media thinking by getting behind the Democrat Party's lie? Because people are going to find out very soon that they're making more money because of this tax cut. And it's giving companies more money to deal with. So those companies are now giving bonuses. And the number of companies that have given a bonus or raised their minimum own wage... You know, it, it, I've lost track of how many companies. It's something like close to 300 major companies. And I'm not talking a little. I'm talking major companies. But, of course, Democrats. Yeah, that's crumbs. That's nothing. All right, we got more of this FISA to go over. And I'm going to give it on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Reverb of Common Sense right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Radio. And we will be right back. Ooh, wait a minute. I made a big boo-boo. <laughs> that was a big boo-boo. Wrong commercial. There we go. Listening to the SHR Media Network. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Good evening. Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is featured on the SHR Media Network every Tuesday and Thursday night for two hours at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Pacific. Whilst manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists, BZ continues to radically change the world of leftists, one diaper at a time. Stop balancing your checkbooks. Stop cleaning your fish tanks. The Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is your magnet for truth, justice, obesity, a darkened studio, and late-night freedom. No United States of America freedoms were abridged in the making of this ad. Human by race. Christian by faith. American by nationality and conservative by choice. Reverend Ralph J. Chittam Sr. is the right guy on SHR Media from 8.05 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. And if on the rare occasion I am ever wrong, I will still always be right. The right guy on SHR Media. In a world controlled by corrupt politicians, a team of ordinary men emerge from the ashes to give voice to the voiceless, hope to the hopeless, clues to the clueless. Sackheads Sean, Sackheads Clint, and Sackheads BZ. The Sackheads Radio Show, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern on SHRmedia.com. Watch on YouTube, Facebook, and the High Plains Pundit Network. The best in late-night conservative talk. The Sackheads Radio Show. Only on the SHR Media Network. Right, I'll say it again. Some, some of the best payroll is going to be people. Like, like, what are you talking about? Dude, I'm a fucking artist. I can't just come up with this shit off the top of my head. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Hey, hey, good point. Exactly right. Hey, this is Michael Wright. And I'm Shannon Wright. Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike, Monday through Thursday, 
from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media. Why are they joining us? For fun things like sports, politics. Oh, maybe some news and entertainment? And all kinds of other things. Money and recipes and events, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on SHRmedia.com. When dirty politicians, shadow governments, and deceptive Islam blind the world with fake stream media smoke, their only fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through shrmedia.com, highplainstalkradio.com, and the Western Free Radio Network at Spreaker, YouTube, and iTunes for a different perspective weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. This is Sam on SHR Media. You can listen to my new show starting on Tuesdays in January. Get my perspective on national politics, a conservative's perspective on California politics, the latest in the war on terror, all of that and a lot more here on Tuesdays at SHR Media. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Sam underscore SHR Media. Beware, the Jersey Takeover is here. Every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch Reaver Common Sense Show hosted by Jersey Joe right here on shrmedia.com. Only Jersey can deliver hell like no one else. So consider this a fair warning. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint, and I'm um, with Sackhead Sean, Sackhead DZ, no communists allowed on the SHR Media Network. Damn straight, mister. Back to the show. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. You're listening. Contact is the easiest. Now back to the reverb common sense with Jersey Joe. And well, language that some viewers may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. And now on to the show. Okay, and now welcome back to the Reaver of Common Sense. I am your host, Jersey Joe. Uh, yeah, I'll check that out later. Um, let's see, where are we? Got to get to the next. Um, all right. Now, number four says, according to the head of the FBI's Counterintelligence Division, Assistant Director Bill uh, pre-staff, uh, collaboration of the Steele dossier was in its infancy at the time of the initial page FISA application. After Steele was terminated, a source validation report conducted by an independent unit within the FBI's assessed Steele's reporting as only minimal collaborated. Yet in early January 2017, Director Comey briefed President-elect Trump on a summary of the Steele dossier even though it was according to his June 27th, 2017th uh, testimony, he said it was salacious and unverified. While the FISA application relied on Steele's past record of credible reporting on other related matters, it ignored or concealed his anti-Trump financial and ideology motivation. Furthermore, Deputy Director McCabe testified before the committee in December of 2017 that no surveillance warrant would have been sought from the FISA without the Steele dossier 
information. They would have never went for wiretapping of anyone involved in Trump's campaign. They would have never wiretapped Carter Page. They would have never had the information of Michael Flynn. He would not have had anything happen. Um, trying to remember. Uh, Manafort is another one. None of this would have happened. There would be no special counsel right now. There would be no special counsel. Somehow, all of a sudden, my um, tablet went haywire and I was looking at it previous. Number five, the page FISA application also mentions information regarding fellow Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos, but there is no evidence of any cooperation or conspiracy between Page and Papadopoulos. The Papadopoulos information triggered the opening of an FBI counterintelligence investigation in late July 2016 by FBI agent Peter Stroke. Stroke was reassigned to the Special Counsel Office to FBI Human Resource for improper text messages with his mistress, FBI attorney Lisa Page. No known relationship to Carter Page, where they both demonstrated a clear bias against Trump and in favor of Clinton, whom struck had also investigated. The stroke Lisa Page text also reflects extensive discussions about the investigation, orchestrating leaks to the media. Orchestrating leaks to the media. And include a meeting with Deputy Director McCabe to discuss an insurance policy against President Trump's election. But the liberal media says all this is nothing. Democrats say all this is going to hurt our national security. The only one this is going to hurt is the Democrat Party. I don't be, I don't think people are stupid as the Democrats think they are. I don't think they're as gullible as the Democrats think they are. Is there some gullible? Yes. Is there some stupid enough? Yes. This is and this is my question that I have for the Democrats. Those are the ones that say this is nothing. How would you like the FBI to come kick in your door, drag you out of bed, put you in handcuffs, 
take you to jail, your wife, your kids, or your husband and kids, whatever the case may be, your your significant other, your right hand for all I care. But you get put in jail. And you get put in jail and charged with a crime because the law enforcement agency that busted down your door faked evidence to get a warrant to bust down your door. And let's see, any of those that are attacking this memo would say anything other than that's not right. Because that's what this, this is a direct attack. And if they're going to do it to somebody that high up, what makes you think they wouldn't do it to us? Where we have less money and power to fight back. We wouldn't have half of the government fighting for us. We'd be in jail. And don't think that if they got away with this, they wouldn't do something like that to us. To hide something, they would have us put in jail on trumped-up charges. And if we keep letting the Democrat Party get away with all this, there's a lot of stuff they get away with that we don't even hear about. There's a lot of stuff the Democrat Party has been doing that is against the law. And whether it's left, right, I don't give a flying fuck. It's the fact we have a branch of the government thinking it can do whatever the hell it wants while holding us to a higher standard. Fuck that. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Right now, I'm back in the Republican Party. I'm not exactly a Republican, as I am more conservative, I call myself. I know that may seem weird, but it makes sense in my own head. Um, Understand, this is way bigger than Watergate. Watergate, simple break-in for information. And then there was the missing two minutes of tape. Well, with all this, we have 30,000 emails missing. We have our government Well, let's call it what it is, what they try to do. They try to do overthrow the government. They try to control the outcome. And now they're trying to throw a a coup. And the Democrat Party is not getting away with it. I said this the other week, and I'll say it again. The Democrat Party is forgetting 
what most people carry around in their hands every day. And that is your smartphone. So when you hear something, you have it at your fingertips instantly. See, my father doesn't like smartphones. He doesn't like using them. But I'll be over the house, and he'll have his crossword puzzle in his hand. And he'll say, Joe, I'm having trouble with this one. Can you look it up for me? I know you got your little thing, would you? Your little phone. So I pull out my smartphone, and I look it up for him. My mom has a smartphone. She she knows how to use it somewhat. But it's not just to the young people. And this is something that wasn't around really prevalent with um, Obama's first election. His second election in 2012, that they started to get popular. But since then, they've blown up. And pretty much everybody has a smartphone or a tablet and have the internet instantly. And what does that mean? You have a politician make a wild statement. Oh, wow. Page over. YouTube. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, he said this just last week. We have the internet in our hands. And we're able to. Wow. Let me see who this is. Hold on. And I want to welcome the great BZ called in. You there? Jersey Joe, good evening. How are you doing, sir? Well, it's, uh, let's see, it's almost 10.30 your time. Correct. East Coast. 7.30 your time almost. Yeah. Uh, now, I just got back from dinner with the wifely wife, All Mrs. Right. BZ. And uh, I, I said I would call, and we went out and uh, had dinner and, and came back. And honestly, I have to say, I have no idea why you want me to call, because it's Friday, you know, nothing much happens on Friday. Yeah, nothing much ever happens on Friday. But wasn't there um, some little memo that dropped today? Well, that's what I heard, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I want to get your take on this memo. Was this memo endangering our top secret clearances and all that? If it was exposed to us, would this end our uh, uh, security ability that the Democrats claim? Well, um, how best to put this? Straight and Number blunt. one, I, I, I completely believe that uh, what this does, it reveals, and I said this last year, uh, that there is a soft coup that was conducted against uh, the citizens of the United States. First against a citizen himself, then against a president-elect, then against a sitting president. And the, the point of it all is, who knows really how long it continued before it stopped? Now, there were four uh, people that... Uh, Let's see, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Flynn was indicted, Manafort was indicted, Gates was indicted, and Papadopoulos was indicted. And and here's what's happening today. 
The attorneys for Flynn, Manafort, Gates, and Papadopoulos, they are jumping for joy today because of what's called the fruit of the poisonous tree doctrine. And trust me, there's going to be some overturning coming on. Here it comes, and they can't wait to file those particular affidavits once this information came out. Can I jump in real quick because you just remind me of something? I think it was yesterday it was announced that uh, Mueller had filed the paperwork to uh, delay the sentencing of uh, Michael Flynn. And it's funny. Yes, that's correct. Why would you delay that all of a sudden? Well, there have been a whole bunch of suspicious things going on at once. But uh, we'll, we'll get back to, to Mueller, because uh, everyone calls him Mueller, and it's spelled Mueller, so that's how I care to pronounce it. Uh, I think that the Democrats and the leftists and the American media maggots are absolutely psychotic. They want to have their cake and eat it, too, and that can't happen, because all in the span of 24 hours – and I think this proves that they are, in fact, psychotic. Okay, first they said the memo contents are so incredibly sensitive that it absolutely had to be kept secret or, there, you know, asteroids will start striking yeah. the planet. It will, it will stop rotating on its axis. Uh, national security would be jeopardized. Cats and, and dogs now, getting along. after this morning... Now they're saying, you know, that memo, it doesn't mean a thing. Thanks. It's contents, a cat piss. So, okay, which is it? And just by that demeanor and that, that, that 180-degree movement in 24 hours tells me how craven all of those people truly are. That and, um, I think it was Schumer just a couple days ago was saying how it's uh, filled with salacious lies. It's nothing. Well, I got a question. If it's nothing and it's nothing but lies, why is it classified? Yeah, but but we still can't see it. No one uh, no one can see it because so much would be. Um, you know, so much would be revealed. It would be bad for America. And and then did you notice how, uh, I think I have it here, there was, oh, here we go, there was a, a an incredibly self-serving, and, and the ones for the past two weeks have been self-serving because James Comey has reared his ugly head once again, and today's tweet from Comey says, that's it, Yeah. dishonest and misleading memo wrecked the House Intel Committee destroyed trust with the intelligence community, damaged relationship with FISA court, and inexcusably exposed classified investigation of an American citizen. For what? DOJ and FBI must keep doing their jobs. And uh, I sent out in response, really, on, on his best day, James Comey, that's absolutely in. in disingenuous what people don't say is you know when you have when you get a warrant you have to go back to the court and reapply they reapplied under that same dossier for count them four times it wasn't as if they just 
trotted in with uh, a ham sandwich, slapped it down on the counter, and, and said, okay, I need one warrant to serve them all, like the, the all-seeing eye of Agamotto. That's not how it works. You have to go back to the court, and you have to continuously reapply. Well, this has been going on since uh, May, June, right around May and June. And so that's almost, you know, that's, what, nine months, eight months, not far away from a year. So you don't, the judge just doesn't go, boom, with the stamp and says, okay, that warrant is good in perpetuity. And as a matter of fact, five years from now, if you want to go back and start surveilling those people again, well, what the hell? Keep going. It's a federal warrant, and that trumps everything, doesn't it? Well, no, you had to go back and reapply. So what isn't being stated is that it wasn't just bad one time. It was bad four times, Jersey Joe, and they kept getting it. They kept going and lying. If I'm that judge right now, I'm pissed. I'm bouncing off my walls at home, pissed. Um, shit, there was another damn brain fart. All right, just we'll go on from there. But yeah, the judge would. I, if I'm the judge, I'm pissed and uh, getting hold of uh, my secretary, whatever, and putting letters that I want all these people in front of me asap. And they should be charged. Oh, that's what it was. Um, with Comey, uh, the tweets he was putting out. Uh, well, Sean Hannity said he responded to that one tweet that he needs to shut up and uh, go call his lawyer. That being on Twitter and running his mouth right now might not be the best thing for Comey to do because there's probably going to be some um, answers in front of a judge, like I just said, coming soon. And I agree, he, he should be more worried that uh, he might be indicted for falsifying information to a federal secret court. That's like 10 years for each offense. 10 years. Well, you know, come on. Ask yourself. Good God, no one is asking the fundamental questions. Um, there's, there's a... Um, Oh, God, he, he says he's a conservative host named Joe Walsh, who's on the radio. And I was listening to his show being uh, repeated as I was coming back from dinner. He was a representative in, in Congress. He was a, a Republican. And what he's saying is this is all one-sided and we need to hear oh, so God. much more. And there's, there's much more to it than just this, because this is nothing more than a Republican memo. And I said to myself, that's interesting. When I talk to Jersey Joe, here's how things actually work. And Joe Walsh, you should know better than this. I unfollowed him because he's a boob now. Uh, Devin Nunez is the leader of the House Intel Committee. So, you know, in an ideal world, because that's how the Democrats feature everything, uh, it shouldn't be political at all, because intelligence should go way beyond politics, should it not. And Adam Schiff uh, has okay. made it political by opposing anything and everything yeah. that Devin Nunez has wanted to do. So in an ideal world, Joe Walsh, it's not a Republican memo. It's a memo from the leader of the House Intel Committee. 
It's not a memo that you wrote, Adam Schiff, and you're not the leader of the committee. It's a memo from the leader of the committee who was appointed to that because someone somewhere had some kind of confidence that he'd be able to do his job. So, Joe Walsh, when you say it's a Republican memo, then I know uh, you can go to hell. It's, well, it's no more simple than that. And the only people that have politicized anything and everything all along have been the Democrats. And basically the FBI and the DOJ were nothing more than willing tools of the DNC, the, the Hillary Rodham Clinton campaign, uh, and, and they were used like a bad cotex, and then cast aside because once they got what they wanted, which is a FISA warrant, that they did have to go back and, and report to the court and get another little stamp, boom, okay, you can keep going. So it, I know it's politicized. Oh, hell yes. So James Comey calls it a dishonest and misleading memo. I'd say it's an honest an appropriate memo, memo uh, and I will grant Comey some things. It did tend to direct the House Intel Committee because now we find, find out how clearly politicized the House Intel Committee is, and so is Adam Schiff. Schiff. Well, let's it also. Destroyed trust. It destroyed trust with the Intelligence Committee, and I say to James Comey, you know what? It should destroy trust with the Intelligence Committee. You had the DNI, James Clapper, a year and a half to two years ago, lie to under oath in the House and testify that Americans were not under surveillance. That's oh, a I lie. So already the DNI and most other of the alphabet intelligence agencies, now it's out, it's proven, the FBI is corrupt, the DNI is corrupt, the DOJ is corrupt, and they all talk to each other many times in terms of that intel community. Because when you apply for a FISA warrant, what does the FBI go through? Does the FBI go through with, uh, you know, like, like Donald Trump said, uh, I was wiretapped. Well, I happen to know about those things. You don't wiretap anyone now. It's all done digitally. Yeah. Well, when I was with the FBI, who was in charge of FBI communications? Oh, the NSA. I don't know. So when the FBI decides that they're going to surveil someone, they don't go out with their fake Pac Bell butt sets, climb telephone poles with a van underneath, and go clippy here and clippy here with an alligator clip like they did in the old days. Yep. No, they go ringy dingy dingy to the NSA and say, hey, we'd like to listen to all the fucking shit that you've got on A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and give it to us now. And the NSA says, yes, sir, let me see your warrant. They give them, a fa they give them a, an air tell to, to the folks, and they say, okay, all right, I got a copy of your warrant. Here it comes. Yep. So the FBI is included. The NSA is included. They all chat to each when, other. So when let's he see, said, when I go back to, to he, the intel community, destroyed trust with the intel community, James Comey, hell yes. The trust and it should be. has been damaged. It should be because there's been some corruption that has gone into these intel committees. And, and you know who put them there? Obama. He infested our government with a lot of people that were willing to break their oaths and do what was best for the Democrat Party, not what's best for the country.
And when it comes to Adam Schiff, that little cocksucker, as soon as his name comes up, I know what's going to come out of his mouth is lies. Because back in my reporting, when I first started doing this little gig, he went on public air and called Chris Perantu, uh Mark Geis, John Teagan, and all the rest of the Benghazi survivors liars. Called them straight out liars. And I don't know how you could do that as his sorry ass is safely behind a desk with security while those guys were fighting for their lives. I think I would believe them on what happened that night over some panty waist that's sitting safely here in the United States. So when it comes to Schiff, I don't like that little cocksucker. Oh, it pisses me off. And you know what? Like you said, there is damage, and it needs to be done because we need a revamp of what's going on. They've gotten out of control, and a lot of these agencies are a little too powerful for what they should be doing. Well, you want to hear what the the ultimate irony of ironies is now? Everybody... Democrat and Republican went quick like a bunny, hopping down to continue the surveillance bill and said, we sign off on that. <laughs> that 702 series sounds grand, and it's under 702 with which this was done. That's, I know. They know exactly how to manipulate the system, and they kept voting for it. Now, when it gets up again, I wonder if the Democrats are going to continue to uh, go for that 702, because, by the way, it's that 702 section that happened to attempt to bring Donald Trump down. They did anything and everything. And the reason why I add, uh, sent you that text, because I know, I know all day you're probably biting at the bit, wanting to get on air to say some things about this memo. Am I right or wrong? No, it's it's absolutely correct. Yeah. I was saying this crap back in 2017. Oh. I mean, a lot of this stuff I've talked about on air, too. It, but it, now that it's come to life, it's a little bit more, it pisses me off a little bit more now that it's proven to be true. Before there was the, well, this is what I think, this is how I feel. Now it's evidence-based. I mean, going over that memo, just I, I couldn't believe what I was reading in the names. Then I sit back and go, that's why they didn't want it released. That's why they wanted to redact it. They wanted to redact James Comey's name. They wanted to redact Andrew McCabe's name. And you wonder why he resigned just a couple of days ago. Um, Sally well, Yates, the darling, they wanted her name removed from it. Um, and everybody else's name that's in this, they wanted gone. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, again, let's let's cut to the chase. This was, in fact, a coup against an American presidency. The FBI and the DOJ conspired with the DNC yep. and Hillary Clinton and the Hillary Clinton campaign, because you remember she also cut the slats off of Bernie yep. Sanders. So there's a conspiracy there in that as well, purposely to, with the purpose of exonerating Hillary and at the same time attempt to frame Donald John Trump for yep. the non-existent crime of Russian collusion. But uh, who was That's colluding what with they Russia? That's want out into the ozone. Yep, and who was really colluding with Russia? DNC, Hillary Clinton. Where did they get this information? Fusion GPS, which goes to Christopher Steele. What did Christopher Steele do? 
he went to Russian act people, actors, however you want to frame it as, and it had them give them information. They wrote it up. So in a long chain event, the FBI, DNC, Hillary Clinton, all paid Russian actors to make up this dossier. And then claim Trump's in bed with Russia. That's the best one. Yeah. But, and I, I have to agree, uh, I spoke last night on uh, my show, and I think I also said this on, on Sackheads. I had uh, uh, Dan Butcher on last night. And Dan and I were talking, and we both agreed. The memo is important, but it's a piece of the puzzle. Yes. And the Democrats have said that they were going to come out for uh, what will turn out to be another piece of oppo research uh, on behest of Adam Schiff, which they've submitted up the Intel food chain to see if they can get that uh, released and disseminated. Because if it was here, you have to ask yourself very basic, important questions. Adam Schiff, if all the information that you're about to release was so incredibly important Three months ago, two months ago, four months ago, like Devin Nunez, why didn't you write your own memo and then say, I'm going to release it, and I want to release it, and then concurrently let other members, other representatives, and other senators read your memo, have to walk across the street, the street to get into a skiff, which is a secure, compartmental, uh, compartmentalized information facility, meaning that you have to go in, you have to sign for it, you can't take any pictures, you can't take your cell phone in, you can't copy anything, you can look at it, you can hold it in your hand, you can read it, and then you have to put it down and leave. (laughs) So why didn't you do that with your memo that you haven't written yet, or perhaps you already have, and you're submitting it up the food chain for approval? If your memo was so incredibly important, why didn't you write one four months ago, five three months ago, ahead of Devin Nunez, because obviously it's incredibly important, and it's so important that it needs to come out now. Why didn't you write it then? There's only one reason, and that's because Devin Nunez's memo, they didn't think it was going to come out. It finally came out, and now they have to write oppo research, research, air quotes, for that as well. They gotta Ask come the out with question, a basic uh, fucking people. Lie. There's no one in the American media maggots that are asking those questions right now. The other question is this: Who signed off on the FISA warrant? Who was the judge who signed off on the FISA warrant? Oh, gee, was it Contreras? Was it Judge Contreras who recused himself from the Flynn trial? I wonder. I really do wonder whose names attached, whose series of names are attached to the affidavit making the original request to the FISA court. Remember I talked about the FISA court because the FISA court is is, is like a a grand jury in a ham sandwich. Are you aware of the percentile of times that a FISA court goes, yep, gotcha, next? Uh, 97 to 98% of the time. And yet, even with those statistics, the first time a pla- application that was made by the FBI, the FISA court, someone somewhere said, I, I don't think that's enough. Uh, uh, you're going to have to come back. So they did. They found the, by way of Fusion GPS and John McCain, that's all, all the rest of the lovely little buttery players. They came back with that information, and that's what put it over the top. And that's what McCabe happened to say 
in public that was witnessed and heard by many other persons is without that dossier, we would not have been able to get the warrant in the first place. You got my mind spinning because I didn't put that together of the judges because we'll never know the judges of uh, FISA. But that makes sense because there was actually two judges that recused themselves off of uh, Michael Flynn, wasn't there? I think it's two judges. I just that... remember the one named Contreras. For, for some reason, it, it's triggering my head. There was a second judge that walked away, and neither one explained why. And you well, saying and... that, that makes that hits the light bulb in my head of, well, that would be why he didn't say. Because those judges, nobody knows really. I mean, in, uh, unless you got top secret clearance, you don't know who those judges are. In that, uh, that sit on the FISA court for the purpose of, well, that, uh, I mean, what they're doing is could put their lives at danger if it became public. Well, yeah, go go back and and the Democrats are saying, well, in in totality, this isn't important. Just like they're saying, you know what, Benghazi, that's not important. Move on. Four people died in Benghazi, and you have to move on. People were raped by William Jefferson Clinton, and you need to move on. Ah. Hillary Clinton was corrupt as the day is long, but you need to move on. And the Clinton Foundation uh, funneled millions and millions of dollars from outside sources into them for favors to keep things quiet and on the down low and, you know, quid pro quo kind of thing, and you need to move on. And then people now are saying in the intelligence community that because of that memo, apparently folks were killed, but still, Jazzy Joe, we need to move on, don't we? Oh, yes, we definitely need to move on to help the Democrat Party keep things out. Hey, one thing didn't pop in my head. I was in, um, I've turned my garage into a woodworking shop, but I was in there and I had Sean Hannity on, and he was talking about all this, and then he stopped it for breaking news, and this was earlier in the day, that it has Jeff, uh, Jeff Attorney General, Jeff Sessions, has passed this on to subordinates to start investigating. A case has been open because of this memo. The DOJ is now going to start looking into criminal charges against certain people for falsifying reports to the FISA. And my, probably some other I, things that legalese that I don't understand, but it was turned, uh, Jeff Sessions did turn it over for investigation to get started. That was announced tonight. All I can say in response is thank you because I was about to place Jeff Sessions on the screw you <laughs> portion of the column. His response earlier today to the memo was, and this is a direct quote, no department is perfect. There was no umbrage, no yelling, no screaming. What he comes out with is no department is perfect. Really? Really, Jeffy? That's all you have to say. The FBI attempted a coup. Rod Rosenstein attempted a coup. They knew the Steele dossier was bullshit, but they used it to get a warrant anyway. This is what treason looks like, Jeff Sessions. That's what it looks like. So, you know, the FBI politicized. Um, how about this? When I used to work for the FBI, uh, what happened is that the FBI politicized itself by way of Comey. The DOJ politicized itself. They weaponized themselves in unity and solidarity against an American citizen 
who everyone knew was in the process of gathering a campaign to run for president, and then the campaign itself, and then the president-elect, and then I'm, I'm guessing that it's going to have gone so far as to have gone past January 20th, 20th and that means that that was a campaign, a soft coup, against a sitting president. This is a soft coup against America. Do BZ's logical extension and BZ's reversal axiom, which nobody apparently is interested in doing. What would happened had uh, Donald John Trump decided, let's say, um, okay, he's going to run for re-election in 2020, and he gets a bullshit warrant through a FISA court to surveil whoever, it, let's say it's Kamala Harris, to surveil the crap out of Kamala Harris, her entire staff, the campaign itself. And then as she becomes the, uh, the nominee for her party, and the surveillance continues. I wonder what the American media maggots would have to say about that, and I wonder what the GOP and the DNC would happen to say about that. You want to know something? Huh. I can't figure that one out. That was my dad's exact – well, he didn't put it your way, but my dad said the same thing. He goes, reverse this with the political parties and what would be happening. And I you know, if, if, if I had lied uh, as a law enforcement officer in a warrant application process – uh, on an affidavit that that is an official document in an official court in in uh, some kind of an application process, a fraction as serious as this, I would have been at minimum doing days on the beach. Number one, up to and including losing my job, and then I would have been looking at both criminal and civil charges which is a really, really chilling way of making sure that BZ didn't pull that crap Yeah, it, because I knew what the consequences were going to be. I had one interaction with the FBI in my life. Um, I don't know if I ever told you the story. I worked for Armor Car, and we lost $250,000 one night. So, of course, the FBI were involved in that. If I would have lied to them that night, I would be going to jail. Yes, you would. You would expect it. Yep, Michael Michael Flynn. He got caught lying to him, and he, you know they're waiting to see what goes on with him. I mean, so why are, why should we expect that any of these guys, uh, Bruce Orr, um, Sally Yates, uh, Rosenstein's been is involved in it, McCabe. They all should be serving time because all of them had. And James Comey, let's not forget him, had their names on the FISA warrants. Every single well, one. Well, I'm sure you've heard. You know, James Comey, uh, he's going to stand as a pious individual in front of in front of me. And number one, he tried. He li- didn't try. He lied bald faced and nakedly to me in 2016. Uh, when he said that there was no reason he could not conclude yeah. that uh, Hillary Clinton uh, did this with well, any no, form of intention whatsoever. No, pro- no prosecutor would take up that case. Oh my Yeah, God. well, Whoa. guess what, Jimmy? It's not your job. Your job is to line them up. Yep. And that's all. That's all your job is, just to line up the crap and do your job. And he couldn't even do that. So, what, and why what about would that? Jimmy 
What about the Navy guy, though, that took a picture of a submarine and is now doing Oh, well, he's a, he's a peon, so exactly. you know, that, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, it, it, oh, it pissed me off when I see this stuff because she got away with almost, hate to use the term, murder. It's it, hopefully because Sessions has ordered new investigations into that. There's, I think, there's more investigations going on than we know of. And oh, there's we, a ton more. That there's we, another that, thing you. Well, you that, asked me about uh, Mueller and uh, how he delayed uh, sentencing for Michael Flynn. Yeah, and uh, that that tickled something into my brain. I forgot about it until now. Here's what happens. That's a, a tactic that you use, and the reason I think that this is occurring is what the, it tells me is that somehow Flynn is still being utilized by Mueller. In other words, he hasn't quite yet kept up uh, his side of the boat holding it up, shall we say, because they need to somehow he needs to be able to go back to the court and said and uh, tell the judge in terms of sentencing, look, I. Uh, my part of the deal was to hold up this end of the log, and uh, I've been doing so, and that's why whatever sentence you you met out, uh, I should there should be consideration for it. So what that tells me is Flynn is still under Mueller's thumb, and Mueller still thinks Flynn is useful for something, or hasn't yet provided to Mueller what it is that Mueller demanded. That's how that play is, uh, is comes out. Could it also be because where my mind went today was uh, because the evidence that was used against him basically has come because of, what is it, the poison tree analogy? That Well, the fruit of the poisonous tree the doctrine po- would apply to all, all four of the people that already had indictments. Right. So that's why I'm wondering if he's uh, delaying sentencing because he knows this is just going to get overturned. Well, I, I know the tactics of um, uh, the, the, the various uh, USAs and AUSAs all around the, the fruited plain, and that's one of the tactics that, that they do use, is they're not going to make any kind of an agreement in front of a judge unless they have some kind of information, plans, or actions that indicate that the person that they're going to bat for that is up for sentencing has carried out at least a portion of, yeah. of their um their plea agreement. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if he is trying to turn. And what is there really that he could be turning over? I mean, in the long run, I really don't. Someone would have leaked by now if there was even a RCH worth of uh, evidence. And RCH is a red uh, sea hair. Um, right. And, and Well, some of the listeners may not understand that. But it would have leaked out now that there was some kind of evidence, and there has been zero leaks. So that tells me there is no evidence or anything pointing to any collusion, any any uh, criminal activity with Trump. So what could Flynn be used for unless Flynn is willing to outright lie? I don't know. And we're actually going to have to uh, give that answer another day. Uh what this has done, what, what I completely concur with, is this: the Democrats are losing their their they're losing their minds. The leftist Democrats, American media maggots, are all encountering their own personal version of PSH, which is pants shitting hysterics. Uh, they're they're 
they're going hysterical over this. Yeah. Uh, because they didn't get their way. And, and Ray, Christopher Ray, the new FBI director, to come back and say that, that okay, if this comes out, I'm thinking of quitting. Yeah, that, okay, thanks, him? Chrissy. That's what the average uh, sixth grader would say when he doesn't get his way or you steal his banana out of his lunch bag. I'm, I'm quitting and I'm, I'm going home. And my reply is, Christopher Ray, then apparently you're screaming to me that you're not worth a barrel of piss. You're not worth one drop of pee for my ureter because you're not interested in doing anything for the FBI. You're still an Establa hack. Yep. And from mid-man, mid-level management on up to the FBI, in the FBI and the DOJ, it's as corrupt as the day is long. And let's get down to it. Who's the one person around whom all this revolves? Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yep. She started this. She began this. She was the anointed one. Bing! You're going to be president of the United States. She's responsible for, for not moving into November 9th. It was her that if she'd just taken a big cup, because she can't do it, if she'd just taken a big cup, a heaping helping of shut the fuck up, then probably none of this would have been pushed. Yeah, But as it says at the top of my blog, I am pushback, and a lot of people are getting tired of having a white-hot piece of rebar jammed up their sphincters, and they're starting to push back, too. So when she started this entire meme of Russian collusion, Russian collusion, and then uh, Comey decided in his infinite wisdom that he wasn't just, well, he can't shut his friggin' trap either. Yeah, He went all across the television to lay out bullet point by bullet point as to why Hillary Rodham Clinton should be prosecuted, and then, well, we already know the fix was in, tarmac meeting, it's all blah, 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 blah. But it was Comey who then came back and leaked to a third party information that I could make an excellent argument was classified. Do you know who it turns out that that individual was to whom Comey leaked the information? Now he's claiming that was his attorney. He didn't say it then, no, but it he was says if, it now. Right then, friend. it was just an uninvolved third person. Was it was just a, just a friend. That's all it was. Have you ever had, have I ever known, having worked who, where I work, and I still talk to a lot of people today, have we ever had an FBI director leak information and then crow about it? <laughs> no, we haven't. Hey, BZ. We I, have not. I hate to cut you off, but I'm running out of time. Okay, I understand. Thanks for letting me call. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you being on. I don't mean to cut you off so short like that, but it's almost that time, and I I believe Dan's on next, isn't he? So uh, now you know I don't know because he was supposed to be doing a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday show. Um, I let's put it this way: I haven't seen any any promo stuff come out about his shows. Have you? Okay. I, I seen it on Facebook. He announced it a couple weeks ago. Oh, right. It was a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't seen any of his yep. shows. Neither. Oh, so in any event, yep, I get it. Because otherwise, <laughs> hell, I would be on the air. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So, all right, let me get going. Let me tie everything up. And uh, do you want to give your information real quick? Well, why not? I'll be on next Tuesday night. I'm on every Tuesday and Thursday night on the SHR Media Network. You can follow me on Twitter at BZEP. And I'm right here on the SHR Media Network, shrmedia.com. 
8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, and I follow you, Jersey Joe, the Reaver of Common Sense. And thank you, sir, for being on. I appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you, Officer Kindly, sir. You have a great day and a blessed weekend. You too. And that means I am out of here for the weekend. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Dave, the pleasant blind guy, for being in the chat room. I Thank you very much for being there, sir. And with that, everybody, have a great, safe weekend. You've been listening to The Reaver of Common Sense with its host, Jersey Joe. You can tune in every day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on hppundit.com and shrmedia.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.